0: What if I told you for $1 I would introduce you to many different entrepreneurs this week? From all across the country, you'll be able to talk to many different entrepreneurs, and I'll coach you for $1 this whole week, and I'll introduce you to my successful friends for a dollar this week. Would you take part of that? Well, go to MorningMindsAtCoffee.com because that's exactly what we're doing here. It's the only organization that gathers entrepreneurs for the betterment of entrepreneurship every single day, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Eastern. We get together, we're growing, we're learning, we're leveling up, we're building on our network, we're building on our net worth, we're earning, we're reading. We got a book club. You'll see a bunch of entrepreneurs coming together, reading the same books every single day, growing together. You need that environment to grow. MorningMindsetCoffee.com. One dollar. I'm going to give you all of this for one dollar. If you want to stay, great. It's $50 a month after that. But right now, we're still running a seasonal promotion where I think the price is somewhere around $25. So get it before the price changes again. If not, no obligation. You can leave whenever you want. All right? Morningmindsetcoffee.com. I'll see you in the morning. Welcome back Uh to the internet's number one success podcast, Into the Mind, where we break down and analyze the characteristics, strategies, and stories of successful entrepreneurs, investors, and high achievers, so that together we can learn from their mistakes, be inspired by their victories, and replicate their formulas for success. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson, former parkour athlete, turned real estate investor and entrepreneur, and I am on a mission to build and create multi-millionaires for myself before the age of 30 so that I can teach others how to do the same. Today, I have a guest who is going to speak a little bit about his story. So let me tell you a little bit about this man. Uh, He spent his early career as a civil engineer. He did that for a few years before his dreams and aspirations turned to real estate development. He's built skyscrapers from the ground up in New York City. He's built assisted living homes and has taken a top-down approach towards being an investor. He's been married over 39 years, has three wonderful kids, the CEO of Global Real Estate Strategies, author of the Modern Wealth Building Formula, How to Master Real Estate Investing, and is currently mentoring and teaching what he learned about investing after having been through all parts of the real estate market cycle. So it is my pleasure to introduce you to Ken Van Lu. Ken, wow. Wow. Show.
1: Wow. Thank you so much. That was uh, spectacular. Sometimes I have to pinch myself, (laughs) you know. But uh, yeah, we're here to just give value. You know, I, I always try to humble myself by saying, you know, I put my pants on just like you, brother, one one leg at a time. So let, let's figure out what's going to give value to the listeners and uh, have some fun.
0: Yeah, well, look, I'm excited for you being here today. Um, you know, we're chopping it up a little bit before the show, and I was explaining that, you know, essentially my listeners, we don't ever really talk about real estate development, right? That's not my area of expertise. And you have, as I was doing a little bit of research on you, I found that you had a little bit of a unique history, right? Where most of us, we start off our real estate journey and we believe we have to be one of two things, a real estate agent, or maybe we start off as a wholesaler. We go into the fix and flip. We maybe get to hold a single family property. We get enough of those little greenhouses. We trade them in for a small multifamily and so on and so forth. But you started your real estate career and you found yourself on top of a skyscraper. So like, can we jump into that a little bit? Can we jump into your origin story here?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, you know, it starts like anything, you know, you get seeds planted throughout your life. You know, I I think the first one was planted in 1979. When I graduated high school, 1980, it was Robert Allen came out with a book called uh, not, no money down buy real estate, no money down. Now at that point, I couldn't even afford a car. I scraped together like 700 <laughs> bucks and I had a, a multicolored car because <laughs> the quarter panel was like, you know, blown out, but it, you know, it, it was the first seed that was planted. And, you know, I, I didn't really know any better than, you know, my parents saying, Hey, go to college. They had never went to college. So, you know, I love my dad. He, you know, he worked two jobs, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I remember, you know, he he worked for a power company, you know, and at night he would pump gas and mom was a bank teller, you know, but when I went to college, you know, <laughs> you know, they were doing the best they can and that's why I love them. But, you know, they gave me the enthusiasm, but only $10 a week. And that wasn't cutting it, you know? So, so, at, you know, after um, accumulating a lot of debt and creating the six year plan um, because I like to play football and uh, you know, you know, have fun at first, to realize that, uh, you know, civil engineering was, it was a good career. So I went down this engineering path, you know, just, you know, figured I'd, you know, I'd, I'd have a decent career. And as I graduated engineering, a funny thing happened. They had this class where you had, had, you had to do a site development plan and I engineered a 13 acre site. And that was the second seed to planted. Cause, and I won this award and I'm like, wow, I would love to develop property like that one day. So here, you know, I graduate civil engineering. I go get a civil engineering job and I started to accumulate a six figure debt, you know, and I got out of engineering and, and was in construction. And, you know, I guess how it happened from the top down is I learned how to build skyscrapers. So one day I was sitting on top of one going, wow, you just built this hundred million dollars square foot building a hundred million dollar building, but you're a hundred thousand dollars in debt. What's wrong with this picture? <laughs> so, you know, you got to learn how to do this yourself. So, so it all started there, you know, where, you know, I said, if I can build a building one tenth this size, because, you know, trying to break it down, which is $10 million, I could pay myself a fee. And that's how I got started. I, I started by thinking, if I could just pick, give myself a check, because here I'm in debt, have like twins, you know, having to pay the bills. And I'm like, how do I get started? And, you know, and I liked the development because, There's nine ways to pay yourself. Right. So the transition for me was was a a little easier because I could tell my wife, like, you know, I'm not just going to quit my job. (laughs) I'm going to quit my job, but I'm going to pay myself a little bit, you know, to make the transition. And that's how it really started. You know, it was just a different mentality um, coming from an engineering perspective and an uneducated you know, group of parents telling me to go to college. It was kind of a weird formula, you know. And a lot of beer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I I love that, right? And it actually, first off, the fact that uh, you mentioned Robert G. Allen, like not a lot of people ever mentioned Robert G. Allen. And I think the guy is just uh, phenomenal. Love that man. I
1: Um, was with him two weeks ago. We were hanging out. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Like I was very inspired by his book, No Money Down, um, multiple streams of income. So, you know, he, he definitely has made a difference and an impact in the world at least in my mm-hmm. world and you know I'm curious to know right because there's a lot of people that I think were in the same situation that you found yourself in where you were this individual who had the skill set you were actually constructing the building right and yep. You, yep. and then you're standing on top of it and you're realizing like wait like you said what's wrong with this picture and yeah. I'm curious you know why do some individuals right they're talented talented contractors, talented builders, why do they find themselves on the side of building and almost working for someone else doing all the hard work, but they themselves aren't able to reap any of that reward. What, what do you think that is? What's up with that?
1: You know, of others or, or how I, I just viewed it back at that time.
0: Well, I guess for yourself, like at that time, like why, you know, what was the click?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, um. you know, I always knew, that, you know, I had a lot to deliver, you know, and had a lot of potential, I guess, from my perspective, and you know, and I tell us to everybody, you know, everybody has a superpower, you know, and not only building background allows you to connect people, and essentially syndicate real estate, you know, like, you know, back to the no money down thing, you know, my first deal was eight figures down with no money, you know, and my first program was, how to, do, how to do eight figure deals with no money down. That's why, you know, I, I teased Robert last week. I'm like, we should write a book probably one day. It's going to come out, but you know, I, you know, I love it in a sense. um, You know, I really just, you know, said if I'm going to, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to kind of go big or go home and I utilize my building experience, you know, to the, to the utmost, but you know, whether you're an accountant or, you know, just, you know, a bank teller or, you know, a lawyer, you know, you don't have to like keep that specially. You could use the skills because the bottom line I want to tell people, and, and I may be going off cue a little bit, is what I learned a lesson that cost me a lot of money. But, you know, when we first get into this world of real estate or a lot of things, you know, we look at it and go, wow, this is really technical. And we think that we need all of this technical expertise. And we go down this path of getting degrees and working hard and learning. And it's, it's it's, you know, traditional learning and you need it. But what really happens is, you know, the transformational learning where, you know, you just realize that, you know, you don't need all that. You could just you could just have the right mindset, apply yourself, use the skill set you have, connect people and just create a vision and bring people towards that vision, you know, and, and try to break it down in that fashion.
0: But You know what? I I appreciate that. I think that's really good advice, especially if people are truly listening, because there's something that I say every single day at the start of every day, and I say this with a group of people, which is all I have is all I need. And you are you're tapping in right on that by just, you know, recognizing that essentially with the proper mindset and of course taking action and application, you're able to do some crazy incredible things. So you're essentially recognizing that you know, going for these big deals, you're able to take that on You're you've shifted the mindset. I'm curious, was it a tough mental shift to say, Hey, let's get into real estate and let's start off with these bigger deals or like, what was that? Like, cause that's a different arena to play in. And I
1: think yeah. a
0: lot of people have a hard time even fathom and like imagining that arena.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and it's funny cause you know, my first deal was a $17 million deal. And I, I really didn't know what I was going to do other than I knew how I could build it. So, you know, when I dove in, you know, I kept it really simple. Like my second master's degrees taught me like, you're going to buy a piece of property. It may cost a million bucks. You know, if it's a hundred thousand square feet and you know, it's going to cost you, you know, $150 a square foot, that's going to be, you know, this much money. That's the hard cost. And then the soft cost is about 25% of the hard, you know, plus the land. Right. And you come up with a total development cost. And you know you need thirty percent of that for equity. The rest you could take a loan. And if you could build it fast enough and it pencils out, you could pay yourself a lot of money if it's above ten million dollars. Because if you know how to build it and manage it, you know think about it. Ten percent. So ten million dollars. If you pay yourself a five percent development fee, that's a half a million. There's a thing called general conditions, another word for overhead. But when you're in the construction business, you can pay yourself anywhere from like eight to 10%. That's paying your staff like another, you know, literally, you know, a lot of money on, you know, on the construction it was like 9 million bucks. So eight to 10%, another 800,000. And then I, I paid myself another 3% fee. So just on the fees alone on the first project was like 1.6 million, just before ownership, and I didn't have any equity back then, but it enabled me to get started. Then on the next project, I had a little more equity and a little more equity. So, you know, I think that's why I, I like the top down approach or the 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 idea of thinking like, hey, you know, if 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 everybody thinks it's technical and you go into this approach, hey, it's 95 percent technical and five percent people. When in reality, it's 95 percent people and five percent technical. Anybody can do what I did. You know you might not be able to capture say the construction fees because you you know, you don't necessarily have the construction expertise, but if you have financial you know expertise, you can connect some finance fees right you can if you're if you're a broker a real estate broker, you can collect the sale fees right there's a bunch of different fees, so even if you're not giving yourself the construction fee, you still pay yourself a developer's fee so five hundred thousand dollars you know on a ten million dollar project's not not bad <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, that's a a solid deal. And I I like that, right? Essentially like recognizing you don't necessarily have to be an architect of the constructors, more sense of an architect of people, right? Putting the right peoples in place and creating that proper structuring. And what I really like about this approach is essentially it's integrating the verticals that are already a part of the deal, right? Recognizing a lot of people are looking at the main property, but you're looking at the ancillary. Hey, well, we could collect a little hair, a little hair, a little hair, which this doesn't quite exist, not at least not at the same level on mm. the smaller deals. Yes. On the smaller deals, I don't know if it'd be worth it.
1: Yeah, and, and it, it doesn't. A lot of times on the smaller deals, there aren't the fees we're talking about. And you know, you touched upon something that I think is important, right? You know, In life, when you want to scale and, and create things that are bigger than yourself, you can't do it your, yourself, right? And this is probably before you were born. Um, you look pretty young there. But in 1992, you may recall the dream team that won the gold medal in the Olympics. Right. That was a little while ago. Um, I think you said you're under 30. So, you know, I'm, I'm correct. Right. Yep. Um, but you're, you're my son's age and my, my son doesn't I have twins, 29 years old, but the dream team in 1992 was the greatest basketball players. They were NBA basketball players and went to the Olympics and just killed it, you know? And, and when I, and I, I coined that in 1999 because I surrounded myself with a dream team you know, and, you know, we're, we're connecting today because, you know, you, you, as a young man, you know, you're, you're horizontally innovating, but as you meet people in your life, you know, I want you to vertically innovate and build, you know, deep relationships with people. Cause that's where you're going to get the most fulfillment, you know, and that's, uh, you know, just another little, you know, golden nugget, I guess you could say.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm happy for that advice because, you know, it's, it's one thing when advice comes and it's, you know, completely takes you and says like, hey, buddy, you've been walking in the wrong direction. And then when I get advice and it's in alignment, I'm just like, yes, I can keep doing this because I value relationships above all else. And I've seen the power of relationships. I've seen the power yeah. of proximity, which is actually something I'm going to want to talk to you about uh, in a little bit as well. You know, So yeah. I, I definitely love where this conversation is going. Yeah. And just recognizing that essentially by building that dream team, right? You're able to accomplish much more because I do agree with you. I don't think any of this is meant to be done alone. I don't think life nor real estate is a solo sport. I believe it's a team sport. So out of curiosity, right? You know, I'm sure you've had different partnerships. You've worked with different people. What is your process, right? For finding individuals that you want to work with? I'm sure you found the good, the bad, and the in-between, you know? So what is that process for someone that's, as they're looking to build their dream team, what should they be paying attention to?
1: Yeah. You know, you know, honestly, you know, it's a great question, you know, and, and, you know, sometimes people, you know, they hear it and it sounds kind of weird, but you know, without integrity, nothing works, you know? So, so the first thing, you know, and, you know, I guess you could say with integrity, success follows, right. Cause you know, if you have the full transparency which is necessary to have a common vision, you know, it's really the number one thing you're going to need, you know, if you want to get into any partnerships, et cetera, you know, there has to be a common vision, right. Cause if you don't, you know, it's going to be really, really hard. Um, along with like, what, I guess what I'm leaning towards is, is a core value, you know, in the sense that, you know, the integrity and you know, what I, you know, my, my son, I don't, you know, I, I wasn't in the military, but he became a, a U.S. Marine intelligence officer. And, you know, I, you know the marines live at at the highest standard like they have a hard time actually adapting to society when they get out you know and and i always operated at a very high standard you know and that's one of my you know my my core values you know so you know and and i think that you know those two things you know really you know set an example because and i'm only saying that because of the results of my children you know i i you know there's no rule book when you're raising kids but it's the same thing Sometimes when you're starting business, you you don't have a rule book and you don't have a mentor to answer every single question. You're kind of on the fly. You know, you earn an MBA when you start your own business, you know. So, you know, all of these things we're talking about apply, you know. So that's just kind of just kind of and it's not, you know, and it's calculated risk. And, and you're, you're kind of acting like a sniper. You know, you got you got to dial in. You can't just have like a shotgun approach, you
0: know. You know what, that that makes perfect sense, you know, and I, I, it's funny that you say the word integrity, because it's a word that I I wrote down yesterday, and I just have been meditating on that, and essentially, as we ask for integrity from ourselves, right, we also can expect that standard from others, you know, so. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly, you know, no, I I hear you, you know, and, and sometimes people get taken because when you say integrity you're like oh well you know i'm not a bank robber i'm not going to steal your money but when you when you want to create you know a a very successful organization integrity is about recognizing the impact you have on others you know you know because of your behavior you know when when you're five minutes late to a meeting and there's people waiting in a conference room and then you come in and you disrupt and You didn't call ahead of time, say, for example, you know, that's kind of you're out of integrity with the group, you know, because it's not about integrity as far as, you know, what the dictionary says or morality. It's about really honoring your word and cleaning up any mess that you create or any impact that you create and acknowledging people that, hey, you know, I recognize that I impacted you. You know, I didn't honor my word or whatever. Like, I want to re-promise. I want to clean it up and I promise it won't happen again type of thing, you know. And it's a very simple process that keeps the mission empowered, right? Because you can very easily, you know, isolate someone, make them wrong, you know, for coming to a meeting in lieu of teaching them how to just clean it up, (laughs) you know, like everybody life is busy, you know, like, you know, everybody, you can't keep your word all the time, like integrity is a mountain you're climbing integrity all the time. You know, you're in integrity, you're out of integrity, like the integrity I'm talking about. Not like, you know, you get, you're not a mask on, you're not a bandit. (laughs) This is about honoring your word to yourself. You know, if you wake up every day and Hey, I'm going to do the next right thing. I'm going to like lead people, you know, if all of a sudden you stop leading people and you stop honoring your word to yourself, you're not in integrity with yourself. Right.
0: I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And I'm glad that we're having this conversation because It's something that is very important. And I believe when we get out of integrity with ourselves, this is where the lack of confidence comes. We start to lack our own confidence Uh and people lose confidence in us. And, you know, it becomes a downward spiral.
1: You just hit the nail on the head, you know, like, you know, once you lose your certainty, if you're not operating on a, you know, I joke about it, you know, integrity is like a water tank. You know, it has, it has a level. You know, and it's real easy to, to, you know, when you put some below the water level and they, they punch a hole in your boat, right? Cause that happens all the time. So you have to be careful on where you place people in your organization. Are they above the water level or below the water level? <laughs> right. Until you get to trust them, right? Cause, you know, once you go to 99% of the water level, it's eventually going to go to 98. <laughs> And then it's going to go to 97. And then eventually you guys are just not operating with integrity instead of just cleaning it up and saying, "Okay, let's patch the leakage. And and clean it up and move forward and empower everybody that, you know, and and then it's not a big deal. Like you just get back in gear, you know,
0: I love that. So that's big. So essentially, when looking for partners like integrity is critical, it's, you know, highly important so let me ask, right? So you, you started off now you're, you're doing the skyscrapers, you're doing the big deals and then you eventually you pivoted and you brought it into assisted living. Like what, what caused that pivot to happen? Yeah.
1: yeah. So actually the sequence was I, yeah, right. I had built some skyscrapers and when I went out on my own, my first deal was the assisted living. So then when I finished the assisted living, I did some stick build. I did a 57 unit condo development. It was a transit village in New Jersey, did some stick building, and then went back into New York, did some other more high rises, uh, had a concrete business, did more concrete towers. And then after that circled back into New Jersey again, when we created flipping USA and we did 137 deals in one year. And then we wrote the book, uh modern wealth building formula. So it was kind of a weird sequence. So, I went into assisted living first weirdly enough because you know and i don't want to hijack your question um if you wanted to lean into it um but it was funny when when i went out and i left my job you know i wasn't really real estate guy so i didn't really know you know how to get data you know i knew you can go to the classified ad section which you probably (laughs) never even heard of right where you would you'd look for a deal in the back of the paper and I would call all the deals just to talk to people and, and try to network. But how I found my first deal was from my career, right? So think about it. If you're in finance, you're going to call people with money. Or you're going to call lawyers. Here, I was a builder. So what was I doing? I was calling architects, engineers, and going, hey, what do you got on the board? What are you drawing? You know, what concepts do you have in mind? And I got ahead of a, of a project where this architect was you know, friendly with a dentist who had a certificate in need. I didn't even know what a certificate of need was when I went and met him. He's like, all oh, right, that means like, that means there's a need for 113 beds right here on this property. I'm like, really? I said, well, you donate the property for the deal. He's like, yeah. I'm like, I literally signed a deal, no money down 25 grand def- refundable deposit. And I went and got the approval and created a $1.2 million development, developed it. It was $17 million. I financed it through the New Jersey EDA and that's how I started. It was just, It was by happenstance, you know,
0: that's incredible. And like, what I want to highlight there is you, you just started taking action. Like you didn't wait for this like crystal perfect plan to say like, okay, now I know steps A through Z. You just, you took something, you took a lead and you ran with it.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you the turning point. Do you want to hear it? (laughs) Yeah. So I, I literally, you know, was, was just like, you know, so stuck, you know, and and, you know, my mo- my mother-in-law, you know, as all, you know, our mother-in-laws are, are always our favorite people. But, you know, we didn't talk a lot. You know, But but anyway, she invites me to this golf outing and, you know, I go on this golf outing and it was for the company. It was part of this country club. They were doing a membership drive. And the country club was a little beat up and I, and I was a little guilty. I was like, you know, I I can't take a day off from work. And my wife knew I was stressed out. We just had the twins. She's like, you, you have to go play a day of golf. And, and I, you know, I'm like, but I can't join a country club. Anyway, I go out there, I play golf. I start daydreaming. I'm like, wow, can I ever join a country club? Anyway, make a long story short, I'm daydreaming. I get done they like, they have this executive special, $5,000 to join a country club. I'm like, I go home right home. I'm like, Terry, you have to lend me the money. I have to join the country club. I'm going to tell him my story. I'm going to raise the money. Sure enough, lends me the money. Go out. I start playing golf on the weekends, right? I go out. I have my twin. She's like mad because I'm gone for like five hours. Well, fourth round, I meet some young kid. I tell him my story. He's like, yeah, I'll lend you a hundred grand, um, but I want to be part of your company. I go home. I'm like, honey, I'm quitting my job. I got the taxation filtration system. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to pay myself five grand a month. I said, these companies, my C corp's going to pay my S Corp. My S corp's going to pay two LLCs. You're going to own one. I'm going to own one. Then we're going to pay our kids. We're good to go. And she's like, what? She goes, you're crazy. But I quit my job, took that hundred grand, leveraged it, brought in 10 investors, created KJV development, LLC. I think that was the LLC of the parent, um, gave them a first right of refusal. And we, we then raised in three tranches, 1.7 million went into that assisted living that I was just telling you about and really never looked back. So there was, that's how it started with, you know, really being in despair, like not being able to buy formula and diapers, you know, literally worrying about that. My credit card wasn't going to go through you know, and that my basket was like loaded where I was like embarrassed walking out like, dude, are you OK? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I got twins that are hungry. That's 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 eight diaper changes a day times two, 16 times 30. You figure it out. I need 600 diapers a month.
0: <laughs> Look, I know you're enjoying the episode, but you all asked for it and it's finally here. We finally created a space for us to come together every day and have these kinds of conversations. Not just be a fly on the wall and listen, but actually be in the room, talking to one another, throwing ideas back and forth about mindset, business, entrepreneurship, growth, the books we're reading, the conferences we're going to, the conferences we're hosting, everything under the sun that has to do with entrepreneurship. You name it, we're talking about it. That's right, MorningMindsetCoffee.com. Every day, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Eastern, we're getting together with entrepreneurs from all over the world so that we can grow together. You heard it a million times over. Your network is your net worth. So for $1, you can get into a room that will change your life. What are you waiting for? MorningMindsetCoffee.com. I'll see you in the morning. Now back to the episode. <coughs> Man, I like I love that, right? Because like it, it's it's like they say, right? You're either gonna change from one of two things. It's either gonna be inspiration or desperation, and you find yourself at a place where like you're like hey, I'm making it happen. I, I absolutely love that because I think people think it has to be like so dang complicated, but you get out there and you're yeah. talking to people, yeah. right? You're finding someone that believed in you, and what I want to highlight because I don't want people to gloss over this, right? The person that chose to invest in you. Right? would you say it was that they were investing in the deal or they were investing in you because you came in with a conviction about the deal and about the person to get it done? Yeah,
1: they invested in me. My story was, hey, I built a hundred million square foot building or, hey, I'm in finance or, hey, I have this. My plan is I'm going to develop real estate. I'm going to give people like yourself an opportunity. You could have a first right of refusal. I know how to engineer them know how to build them and I'm going to learn how to finance them. And that's what I'm here today. You know? And, and at that point, you know, I had, you know, all the theoretical knowledge, but I had never done it, you know? And, and I guess if I look back, you know, it helped, but if you think you have to go spend 125,000 hours to do what I'm doing now, you should just join my enterprise. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and I'll save you like a hundred thousand hours. If you know what I mean? Yeah. You know? Cause you know, I didn't know any better. And uh, you know, I, I thank God that he put me on that journey because now I get to pay it forward. You know,
0: I love that. Uh, that's yeah. such a big thing, right. And you're, you are paying it forward. Yeah. So you now teach essentially, you teach people how to actually enter in real estate and really take a different approach. Cause again, most, there's a lot of people out teaching real estate, a lot of people right? Every time I open up YouTube, I see uh, Mm a new person teaching how to wholesale. And I can't hate it because I was a product of, you know, an individual getting on YouTube talking about wholesaling. And they introduced the idea to me, they gave me an awareness of a world that I wasn't quite Mm -hmm. sure existed. So I'm grateful for it. So today, you know, I'm curious, because you come at it from a different approach. Yeah. What do you teach your students? What do you teach that I would say is a little bit different?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I've been so blessed, you know, because when when I joke, you not 137,000 hours in engineering, site development, building and real estate. And, you know, and that's, you know, kind of what I, I that's not kind of, but that's what I offer, you know, so I, you know, I, you know, I, I was a real estate advisor for many years building skyscrapers and doing it for other people and myself you know, and, you know, people would pay me $25,000 a month, you know, to make sure their project stayed on track, you know, and fortunately, and I've been blessed, thank God, it's not me. um, You know, I I received the call from the Dennis Quaid Viewpoint Project, and we are now creating a story and documentary that's going to go to 60 million households called Real Estate Today, Keys to Investing. So I literally, you know, Must have been doing something right because, you know, I'm developing over 100 acres nationwide and we've created the global real estate investment enterprise, which is an ecosystem of relationship equity like no other um, that that has created just such a strong bond amongst people in real estate on, you know, all walks of life. And, you know, it's by invitation only. And it's my way of paying it forward. It gives me kind of my growth and contribution, human need fulfillment you know, along with all the other stuff happening. But, you know, that's really, you know, at, you know, at, you know, at, at, uh, you know, at a still a young age, you know, I'm, I'm in the best shape of my life, you know. And, and, you know, it all started, you know, 20 years ago when I was with Tony Robbins when the World Trade Center collapsed. You know, I, w- I was fortunate. I was with him in, in Hawaii. And, you know, on that day, I weighed 246 pounds. And I was like, okay, it's uh, time to change my lifestyle. Um, today I weigh 170 pounds. So I lost an 80 pound blanket now that same week, you know, after losing my best friend in the, in the trade center, I walked on 45 feet of fire. The next day I climbed a 50 foot telephone pole to stand on top and jump and grab a trapeze and, you know, and just say, I'm going to go back and make a big difference. 20 years later, I get to say, you know, I'm a national expert, wrote a book, get to pay it forward and, you know, show people how to get started you know, an investment and a lot about what you talk about, you know, figure out what's really in their way, you know, because it's all about the transformation that they need in their life, right? There's a lot of traditional learning that, you know, you need, but it's when they list when it's when they transform, which is ugly, you know, into what they really want to be, you know,
0: Ken, I I feel like we would never even have enough time to dive into the iceberg that is your life. (laughs) Every time you open your mouth, I'm like, I want to know more. So it's interesting. Last week, I believe it was, I had David Meltzer on the show and Mm -hmm. he had written a book called Connected to Goodness. And he spoke about something that you just alluded to, which was this idea that there's the more ideal version of yourself. It's already there. It's already inside of you. It's not something that's out there. It's you're not going to go out and search for it out in the world, but you're already actually Mm -hmm. connected to it. But first we need to kind of declutter. we need to remove the noise and see the bridge and see the (laughs)
1: connection yeah remove the noise yeah because my saying to your saying is everything you need is within you now you know and and the distractions around us is really what what kills people you know i mean in my i guess you i wouldn't say sidetrack it was a part of the journey where i went into the you know write the book world and talk on stages you know it's it's a different world. And and I wouldn't say it's in the deep work world that I was in for many, many years that enabled me to build skyscrapers, you know, my old philosophy. And I remember Tony saying, which I had already been doing, you know, you know, wake up an hour earlier every day and you have, you know, 360 extra hours. That's a lot of weeks, you know, and I took it <laughs> to the, to the limit. I, I was waking up three hours earlier than everybody else, <laughs> you, you know, and, and sleeping only five hours, you know, and you know, and then it adds up. But, you know, if I were to do it all over again, I definitely, you know, probably wouldn't have worked quite as hard, would have brought in more mentors a little earlier and worked a little smarter. But, you know, somebody had to go out there and learn so that now I could be a really great mentor for others, you know.
0: I, I love that. So there's two things I want to ask you based off of what you said, right? Sure. You First off, you said the deep work world, which yes, that's not a phrase I ever heard. I think I know what you're saying. You know, but can you allude to essentially what is that deep work? What is the deep work world?
1: Yeah, you know, my deep work world is really, you know, you know, getting out of all the distractions, you know, like so, you know, for many, many years, you know, I just woke up at five o'clock in the morning, you know, but even now, you know, it's about getting very effective sleep, you know, but, you know, back in the day, I would, you know, between my education at night and working all day, I wouldn't get to bed till midnight, you know, so it was a 12 to five regimen you know, and, and my five to eight was very, very deep work. You know, most people were just commuting to work. I was at my New York city desk, like before 6.00 AM, you know, cause it was just the way I rolled, you know, and by eight o'clock when, when the secretaries were coming in, I was kind of like, you know, I did 40 X for like two hours. So like, if I had to get a contract out or like five memos, we didn't have computers back then. We didn't have, I had a fax machine that spit out these rolled things that I had like paperweights. I had to like line up, you know, my, my reproduction costs on my first big skyscraper I did was $170,000 in paper. Like it was just volumes of filing cabinets and plan coordinators. It was just a whole different world, you know, and um, just gives you a different view, you know, and, and as you know, change your view, change your life, you know?
0: (laughs) Absolutely. I I love that. Um, And Earlier as well, you said something where it like it grabbed me and I wrote it down to make sure I didn't forget, which was you've created a a system, an ecosystem, a network for people to come. And essentially, you're like almost like a relationship broker, if you will. Right. And that is so unique. I don't often hear people actually ever speak about that. You know, Mm. that's cool. What inspired that?
1: Yeah. So, you know, it really inspired, you, you mentioned it earlier. So circle back, I'll remind you, right? So proximity is power, you know, and everybody has this thing like proximity is networking. Like networking to me was very, I guess, I think the word is superficial over the years. Like, and you know, I've, I have a, good a gazillion business cards, but they never did anything, you know? Um, and, and, you know, to me, when you build an ecosystem, there's, there's a more common vision. There's like-minded people. You know, it's 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 not just every Tom, Dick and Harry showing up for a networking group. You know, it's you know, it's kind of like an invitation only in the sense that we're here to merge our ecosystems within the ecosystem to what I call is vertically innovate and build deeper relationships that will enable you to hit all your personal financial goals, etc. cetera, instead of trying to like, you know, this six degrees of separation thing, when in reality, you could vertically innovate for somebody and and reduce the six degrees to two degrees, you know? So, you know, it's really, you know, I think comes down to the approach, you know, on, on, you know, a lot of times, you know, what people are looking at, you know?
0: No, that makes perfect sense. And, you know, you, again, I want to, when you say things that I, I see as gems, I'd like to highlight them because, when listeners are listening, I want to make sure that they take away practical information to apply. And what you said about business cards, right? Because people are taught, go out and network, network, network. And I go out to events where people will just slap a business card in my hand and keep it moving. And do you know what? I'm sure you know where those business cards end up. Yeah. End up in the trash every single time. Circular
1: file. You know, and I think think the difference is it just came through me not to interrupt. Mm -hmm. So the difference of, an ecosystem or people wanting to merge ecosystems, you know, which I guess you could say is the highest level of like what you want to call networking, you know, but you know, I hate that word, you know, there's, there's, there's the mindset. I'm gonna. What could I give you to give you value? Right. Because if you give them what they need, you're going to receive what you need. So the people that come in, you know, it's like, okay, what are you going to give to the group? Like, that's why when I like for someone that joins my group, they get this relationship equity. When they come in, they get a program directory, you know, like they get a program, uh, like a, uh, I'm sorry, a membership directory, Mm -hmm. you know, where they have 80 people with profiles, contact information, what their expertise is. So I have like renowned architects, lawyers, contractors, real estate investors, and then nurses, people getting involved in cannabis, like different walks of life, but they have one commonality, a commitment to make a difference, right? Because my program is a lifetime program because I'm not here selling anything. See, you know, I I have everything I need within me now. I'm here to enable people to get what they need, at least, you know, what they think they need or what they want because, you know, what they want isn't necessarily what they need, right? So, you know, I help them figure out what they need and I let them know, you know you don't need to rush but you need to be serious you know and if and if, you know and once you get in you can't get out you know so you know there's an accountability to it all which which is another key thing you know which which you know you touched upon earlier the uh you know the core values accountability is another big issue you know you know anybody in life you know whether you're on a diet you know because everybody knows how to lose weight <laughs> um you know, are doing anything? You always need an accountability partner, in my view. Yeah
0: i I don't know your sons, but I hope they listen to you because <laughs> you are you're dropping a lot of wisdom, and I appreciate it. Right? And I like I wrote this down like you don't need to rush, but you do need to be serious. Yes. I I love that because that falls in line with something that I say that direction matters more than speed. Yes, you know, moving in the right yes, direction so. and essentially it sounds like you created an ethos where inside this environment, it's a, a very much a go-giver mentality. People, it, it really
1: is. It really is. And, and, you know, I've been able to, uh, to kind of let go, you know, and, and that's the beauty of it, you know, let, let the, let the group grow and create.
0: I love that. And it falls in line. It kind of leads perfectly and segues into what I wanted to ask you of. What is it now that, you know, you've accomplished, you've built skyscrapers, you you know, taking, you've done well for yourself from a, a financial standpoint, from a career standpoint of real estate. You're, you're not done, but what is it now that you look at doing yeah. as time goes on? What is the current mountain yeah. that you find yourself climbing? Yeah,
1: you know, yeah, this, this year, you know, we, you know, we just want to deliver to the, to the nation. You know, we're going to create this extraordinary story on, you know, real estate today and keys to investing. And, you know, I'm going to open up a fund this year, the Global Freedom Fund you know and my goal is to deploy about 750 million dollars over the next 5 years and create a machine with you know uh, you know proprietary data processing software intellectual property artificial intelligence blockchain technology you know all of the real estate development and investment you know expertise at the highest level and you know and do that for the next 10 years and then I'm done you know you know and that's just so that I could create a bunch of Ken Dan lose below me so that they could take, take it to the whole next level.
0: I I love that. That's the the true essence of what it means to actually really, in my opinion, like teach and create a system and create a business where essentially you could effectively multiply yourself. And then from that multiplication, essentially the versions of you underneath you. And of course, we're not talking about clones, but people that adopt the philosophy, learn the skill set, they should be able to go and teach it out to others. In which case, once they've done that, you know that you've done your job as a teacher, as a mentor, yes. uh, you know, as that guiding light. Yes. You know, so I have two questions that I like to ask, you know, Ken, I want to be responsible and, uh, you know, respectful of your time. I have sure. two questions I like to ask near the end of every episode. Sure. The first one is, you know, I'm a big reader. I I assume that you also read a lot. You have books behind you. I've seen Uh, Another interview you've done where it was almost like an entire library behind you. And reading is such a a crucial thing for developing my own mind. So I'm curious to know from yourself, can you name at least one to two, no more than two books that were total paradigm shifts for you, that once you've read them, you've never quite gone back to being the same?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I actually there is a book out there called Deep Work that, you know, that enabled me to recognize what I had been doing my whole life and got me out of the, the internet, I guess you should say, social media distractions that we're all in. I mean, you've all watched those shows, you know, it's, it's an addiction. Um, So that's one that, that, uh, that kind of, you know, made, made a profound difference in the sense that, Hey, you know, what made you successful period, you know, and, you know, and, and, you know, I guess, you know, I, you know, I, you know, pretty much everyone's, I don't want to say that's the, the same one that everybody, you know, deep work. I think the other one that really made a big difference for me, because, you know, sometimes I would never recognize my accomplishments. And there was a book, um, I forgot the author, it's called gap versus gain. And, and what I learned, what my biggest takeaway was, is that, hey, when you're going to start a journey, it, you know, it's, You know, it's sometimes it's a really steep mountain. And when you're halfway up the mountain, if you look up and you start beating yourself up instead of looking down and patting yourself on the back, I realize that you're either living in the gain or the gap. And if you're living in the gap, you you are not you're going to have a hard time getting to the top. If you live in the gain, you're not going to have the friction. You can't you have the momentum behind you. And those are two books that, that I really, really have enjoyed, you know, and there's, there's, a, there's a bunch of them, you know, I, I do a bunch of books every year.
0: I, you know what, I love it, and those are two brand new books for me, like I have not heard those books, mm. so I'll be, this is how I build out my personal reading list, so it's okay, a good, good, selfish good. question for me. Um, you know, I, I love what you talk about, the difference between that gap and that gain, um, you know, actually it's funny because I recently reread, Robert's Al Robert Allen's book, The Four Maps of Happy Successful People. And I mm. love that map on the anticipation map that speaks about essentially like, hey, you're going to go through this little mess on your way up. However, you know, just anticipate it and continue to enjoy the process, continue to enjoy the fact that you can take the next step, you know, yeah. or else it's going to be like you said, you're probably going to stop going because you're just so focused on the fact that you're not there yet. Yeah. Exactly. So my final question is, I want you to imagine that tomorrow morning you wake up and as you wake up, you come to consciousness and you realize, oh my gosh, Like, I don't remember anything. You don't remember your name. You don't remember the civil engineering. You don't remember the skyscrapers, the relationships. It's all gone. The books you've read, experiences you've had, you're a total blank slate. Now, you're not afraid. You're not scared. It's not a Saw movie, anything like that. You know, you start to have a thought that comes to you. Right. And Ken, as this thought comes to you, you just immediately accept it. You don't question it. You don't fight with it. You accept it as truth. And this thought begins the foundation of all else to come. What would Mm. you ideally like for this thought to be?
1: Mm. You know, one thing that's just true to my heart is, um, you know, how can I create magic for everybody, you know, and, you know, I've been a magician since I was 12 and I've, you know, I've been entertaining, but during the toughest times, I always had that spark of magic, you know, and the magic that I have in my life now is my mantra that I say to myself a couple of times a week, you know, I am integrity and honest and loving leader, with magical empowering skills to create endless opportunities for all mankind and to leave everyone that I meet with power, freedom, self-expression, and peace of mind.
0: Wow. That is, that is cool. I Thank you for that answer. That, mm-hmm. is, that answer right there is a gift. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that you stopped and you took a moment to think about it as well. You know, it's one of my favorite things when I have a handful of guests that stop and think and Mm -hmm. really, you know, dig deep for an answer. Um, So I appreciate that. Yeah. Ken, for people that have been listening to us now for close to an hour who are, you know, just as enthused about you as I am, and they want to learn more, they want to connect with you, they want to follow you. How should they connect with you? What's the best avenue for them to go?
1: Yeah, I would ask everybody, you know, you know, if you're getting started, you want to get my 11 com. You know, I just recently recorded that. It's the secrets that I learned on how to do that $17 million deal with, you know, no experience and no money. And, you know, that'll give you some really, uh, you know, great starting points. And if you ever want to talk, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still taking calls. <laughs> um, it gets harder and harder, but, you know, we we do have, you um, you know, a a program right now where you can, you can talk to me if you're interested. So go to Kenvanloo.com and there's a discover now button. You know, you can, you can learn a little bit and and get a free 45 minute strategy session or planning session with me. And normally people, uh, you know, just love that because they really get off the phone with a lot of value because, you know, it's all about giving, right? Give and you shall receive.
0: I I love that. And I recommend that everybody take Ken up on that, you know, right there, that offer before it, you know, gets packed out. Because I got to say, before we started recording, the first thing Ken said to me was, How can I bring value to your audience? Hmm. Like that was a That was just immediately where his heart was at, where his mind was at. He just wanted to know how he can give value. So, what I want everyone to do, if they've listened to this, I want you to go check it out 11millionairesecrets.com. Ken Van Lu, L-I-E-W dot com. Go check that out. Go connect with him. And if you learned anything, if you got any value from this, if you appreciated the conversation, please let us know. Go on social media. Tag Ken. Tag myself. Like, if you can't find Ken, tag me. I'll share it with him. I want to know the takeaways, the just the aha, the eureka moments that you had. Because I'm looking at Ken right now, and he is genuine. Like, I can feel it. Anyone well, that knows you, me man. knows I have a gift for finding quality people and <laughs> Ken is absolutely one of those people. So hey,
1: Mary, thank you so much. And and I didn't want to forget, but I'm I'm actually shooting twenty to thirty videos every month. And there's daily content that's now going out on my YouTube channel. So, you know, if you haven't subscribed or have if you have, you know, thank you for your support. But you know, check it out. You know, I'm just giving it away. You know the the chairman of the board said give it away so <laughs> i
0: love that so check out ken i'm gonna put all of his links down in the description below so click on him give him a follow and ken i gotta say thank you so much for today i oh, appreciate you, it man. and thank any you, way bro. that i can ever help please just let me know you got it brother thank you so much okay guys so i really hope you enjoyed that interview Once again, I ask that if you receive any value at all, I mean anything, if one thing stood out to you, leave a comment below, let people know what that thing was, let us know what it was, we do read all of the comments, and absolutely share this with a friend, that is how we help each other, okay, the best thing you can do is pass on knowledge and information that's helping you grow, send that out to your friends, help them grow, build your network, and build your power team. Let's all get this together. So I want you guys to click that share button, click that like button, subscribe. Make sure you're here for the next episode. And remember that the greatness is already inside of you.